everyone, welcome back again for another, exci- another exciting episode of the Iconist Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, this is Barry3D Carter, and on my side, as mm. always, is... DJ Rod C. Hey, that's me over there. <laughs> what? <Cool>. What? <laughs> exactly. And we are bringing to you another episode. So, you know, first of all, thank you all for tuning in. Thanks for following. Thanks for everyone that's downloading mm-hmm. the episodes. Uh, and and please like, subscribe, and share. That little check mark means a lot to the channel. It helps us, helps everything growing. We've got big things planned for the future. Let's do it. Just just like the, 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 the shoe. Just that's do it. Awesome. Just just do it, man. Take your time, do it right. You can do it, baby. Just do, do it. it. Do not. Mm. Do yeah, it. I can't. I, I, that's why I stick to comedy <laughs> and dancing and podcasting. Yeah, very important. Yeah, right on, right on. Yes, <laughs> keep it solid. So here we are. We're kicking off the month of February. We know February is what Black History Month. Black History Month. Thank you very much. Thank you. We've joined the Black Coalition. Um, we're doing the votes right now. <laughs> like the Dave Chappelle skit. <laughs> oh, good God. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. That's right. That's right. And this is funny, right? Because everyone usually knows, you know, February as uh, Valentine's, right? The, the love of, mm-hmm. the, you know, the day of loving, but it's also the month of Black History Month, which means you should love a black man today. Yeah. Right on. Henceforth, show the show some love. Hit the follow. Click, click it. Just click it. I said it. Click it. Click it. Just click it. Comments below. Appreciate it. We'll start it off as usual. Uh, first and mm-hmm. foremost, um, you know, we're going to do some shout outs. Quick shout out to Touch of Grey Comedy. Please check us all out. That's uh, Dave Sokolowski, Zelf Ali, Thomas Patrice, and myself, Barry Carter, Barry 3D. We have videos going up there right now. We are over 110 videos on that YouTube channel just I... talking about everything, right? And it's some of it's funny, some of it's serious, some of it's uh, thought-provoking, and some of it's just wackiness and stupidness of, of what we see. We bring different stories that we hear around the news, around the world, and we put our own spin on it, and we have our, our little chat session about it. So we are, as I call it, the Canadian version of the Plastic Cup Boys. If you know who they are or not, then the Canadian version of Blue Collar Comedy. That's right. Look for it. Touch a comedy. Uh, touch a comedy. Touch a gray comedy is the hashtag. Couldn't even get that one out. Hashtag touch of gray comedy <laughs> on this page. If you go down on the our YouTube page, you'll see a link to it. If you hit the link tree, the flow code, you'll see all that stuff there to, to find them and the rest of those gentlemen. We're all over social media. Check it out till we get back to live shows, which are coming very soon. Let's do it. Let's do it. Oh, it's on, right? Uh, I want to give another special shout out to my buddy, uh, my buddy there, Wayne Tennant, uh, talented singer, has his album right now on Spotify. I know there's drama. We're not getting into it with Spotify and all that. We're just saying he's on Spotify out of Montreal, goes back and forth between Montreal, Toronto. Nice R&B soul out. Show it some love. Show it some love. Look for Wayne Tennant. Um, can't don't sleep on this artist. Support your artist. We're all about that. You know, uh, two of our favorite comic book stores, right? If you're in Montreal. Go to Check Swings on the South Shore, just off of Tashro. Can't miss them. Tell Trevor we said hi. See you guys soon there. And when you're in there, you'll see our little sign, scan the flow code, add all our media on there. And for our Ontario people, if you're, it's a little bit of a drive, but so worth it. You go out to Wow Comics, Warehouse of Wonder out in Kitchener, Ontario. Let's go! Right on. Tell our boy Wes we said hi and the rest of the staff. Um, you know, usually if I'm doing a show uh, out that way, 
most of the time you'll see me in there before I do the show because I always make a pit stop to always grab some extra books to have that extra source material. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, uh, another friend of mine, Jimmy English, friend of the show, has me on his podcast, Back to the Balcony. Uh, you can always go onto my website, barry3d.com, find the links, see past episodes of on his uh, show and other guests. He has a lot of comedians um, and they pick movies, right? So right now he picks any movie. They sit down, they talk about it, the good, the bad, the ugly. They probably do that movie if they haven't done it already. Uh, you know, for those who know, you know. Uh, and, and, and I think it brings it down to, hey, where can you find me? Very simple. Barry3D.com has everything. Has your links, has our Red Bubble store on there. If you're able to donate to the channel, that we greatly appreciate it through our coffee site. And you can find all that on Barry3D.com, our YouTube channel, our Instagram, Twitter. Some stuff's showing up on Twi- uh, TikTok. <laughs> you know? We all over placement. We all over the place. We all over. You know, last but not least, our man. Jason Rees, you know him better as what, Rod? J-Bird! J-Bird Digital Arts. So if you need any kind of media done, templates, he's the one that makes us look so pretty. You want to see what is some of his work? Um, check out any posters by most of the comedians here in Ontario, down in some of Montreal, in the States. He does everything from these templates he's done for the Iconist podcast, Touch of Grey, individual shows, and so much more. If you need something that's digital as a template, starting something off you need a logo anything done jaybird digital arts is your man his information is at the end of the video for those that are listening on our podcast once again you just got to go down to the links and be able to find them thank you hold up last but not least rod where can we find you well ladies and gentlemen you may be able to find me on the place to call the instagram you can find me at Mr. Rod C, M-R-R-O-D-C. Uh, you can find me on Facebook at Rod C, uh, DJ Rod C to be exact, and Facebook. Also definitely find me on Twitch. Pass on through. Go over to hashtag DJ Rod C. So twitch.tv forward slash DJ Rod C. Come on through. Play every week, having some fun, playing a whole assorted, as they call, open format. So I'll play different type of music, like your hip-hop, your R&B, your disco, your house, uh, soca, calypso, reggae. Saturday Love. Uh, Saturday Love. Uh, as a side note, um, Wednesday, I'm playing that. I'm like, yeah, this guy's not here, but it's all good. Just like, you know, I just shouted out, yeah, Barry, here am I playing it. Saturday Love. So we wow. play that out for you. Yeah. It's all good. Letting you know, it's still in the mix. Still in the Thank mix. you. So I will be there this week. Because <laughs> I, I'm going to tell you why. And I'll tell you why. Keep on going, Rod. Keep okay. Going. So, so basically, yeah, listen, you can, that's where you can find me. Um, Hit me up when you come through the chat. Holler at me and just say, "Yo, Roddy, I saw you on Iconist." Be like, "Yeah, yeah, come on through." <laughs> but having fun, we have a lot of fun online. So you know, come with good energy, come with great energy. Listen, we're gonna have a lot of fun. The vibes there. All right. Now you're saying something, sir. So, what I'm going to do? Because we talk about a lot of stuff on this channel, right? We talk about heroes. We talk about all this stuff. And and because now we're you know, home, uh, first and foremost, I've been a gamer. I've been a gamer for many years. Yeah. <laughs> Love my video games. Uh, and I've got all a whole bunch of systems just here stockpiled, right, over the years. So I got a Sega Genesis. I've still got I still got a Commodore 64. Listen, nothing wrong with that, man. I, 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 I ain't nothing wrong with that. So I got a Dreamcast. 
uh, I got my, my Xbox, you know, I, you know, I don't have the brand new Xbox, but you know, I got a Xbox 360 out of one and I got the original Xbox crystal edition. And so I've got a lot of games. You should have. That's good. And I figure I'm going to try to get on Twitch and do some gaming on Twitch. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how successful it will be. <laughs> I have no, I have no idea. I, I bought some stuff to kind of connect everything and see how that okay. goes. So uh, I, hopefully maybe in the next, you know, couple of weeks, I might be on Twitch and, you okay. know, I'd be still under this name, Iconis Podcast. will be a, an offshoot of this off there, off Iconis. If we are able to do it, I got to get all this set up. Right on. Uh, I think it. I'm good to go. And, and then if I can get it going, I'll be on there playing games. Maybe I'm going to try it out maybe once a week and see how it goes. Listen, you're going to have a lot of fun. Trust me, everybody. You get an opportunity. Make sure you follow follow us both on Twitch. If you're a Twitch user, you got a Twitch handle. Come on through. Ping us both of us. Follow us. We're gonna follow back. We're gonna have some fun on there, and you're gonna see, you know, the many exports and fun times with uh, Mr. Barry 3D and yours truly on Twitch. Let's do it, people. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get. <laughs> On that note, let's get down to it. For those who saw the name, you know who we're talking about. We're talking about Bishop. And we're not talking about Bishop as a chess move. Check, got you, checkmate, Bishop. Checkmate something we got to talk about. We did before. We will do it again. That's true. And I know I always do stuff like this. But we are talking about Lucas Bishop from the X-Men Time Traveler. (laughs) Quantum Leap-ish kind of thing. Well, his sister kind of Quantum Leap. He time traveled. Yeah. Here we are. So we getting into uh, Bishop, uh, kicking off our Black History Month. We we had to do something, and we want to bring out some love to some of the people that you might not see here or have smaller mm-hmm. roles that we think that should have a bigger role going yeah. forward in this medium, right? So okay, yeah, yeah. So Bishop, okay. right? He was a, his first appearance was in the Uncanny X Men in uh, issue two eighty two. You know, by the artist that created him. So he was created by two people, and two two people I really like in the industry, which is uh, he goes. You know, his real name is William, but he goes by Willis, uh, Willis uh, Patricio, and John Bryan. Mm-hmm. Right, I, I love John Bryan. I, I, I you know, I, I didn't even realize that John Bryan was partly helped create this character because John Bryan is a wicked artist. Yeah, he has a lot of people. He has a lot of a lot of different um, character yeah. underneath his belt. He done some of the older X Men, you know, when it was him and Cl- uh, Chris Claremont. He's mm-hmm. done uh, his own books, Next Men. He's done, you know, Alpha Flight when Alpha Flight had their own ongoing series at one point, uh, and his art was, you know, the first twelve issues. Uh, he covered that. He's drawn everything. Mm-hmm. When they rebooted Man of, uh, Superman years ago, and it was the issue was a mini series called Man of Steel. That was John Bryan right there. So, and 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 Wallace. Uh, sorry, Willis. Willis. He's done a lot of stuff himself. So you know, he's done X Men, Punisher, X Factor, uh, Iron Man, Wetworks. That's what he's really popular for over at Image. He was the one that was the driving force between the Wetworks uh, Wetworks comic. Uh, he did jump in and do some Spawn, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. But the the main person we're talking about here is uh, Lucas Bishop. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, first of all, that brother looks smooth. <laughs> That, that brother looks smooth. They, I, I like they gave him, you know, uh, a variation of his costume, of the, the traditional X-Men costume. He had, like, the red scarf around his neck. He was very buff, 
built, you know, hairs all slicked back, but he, you know, and then it was long in the back. It was luscious. He has good hair. He got good hair. He's got good hair. You know, if you want to see brothers, brothers with good hair, you, you got to look up people. Um, uh, what was it Ashford and Simpson? Solid as a rock. That brother had good hair. Rest in, oh my God. rest in peace. That was a husband and wife <laughs> duo. Um, if you watch DJ Cassidy when he, you know, uh, passed the mic, he had his wife on there because he passed away a little before. But you know, it, that, that man, that man had some good yeah. hair, boy. Boy, that man, good hair. He had good hair. Mm, good good hair. So I like that this character was created, and this is what I like about Marvel. Rod's still laughing about the good hair. <laughs> I, I, I like about Marvel is Marvel does a lot of diversity with their characters. Uh, so it was a Caucasian man with a Filipino. I know, Rod, we got the same hairstylist. Caucasian man with a Filipino that turned around and made this Aboriginal brother. Okay, go on. <laughs> Real talk. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. It's it's a very unique character. I mean, in the sense that you're, you're you know what? I'll just touch that point. It's, it, it is very, is very great that they were able to come together and co- create a character that is realistically, you know. Like it's no, it's not like um, like a token. He wasn't like a token character. Yeah, exactly. he wasn't a token character. No, and no, that was no. one thing that that you know I did like about uh, about Bishop. Bishop was that strong, was that strong uh, force. He, he had that demander. He was basically a, a man that you just realized like you 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 have to give respect for every action he does. He may be a little, we'll find, we'll get into his characteristics that he is later on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that he's very, very straight, focused. very like focused. Like there's nothing weeing him off the chart. Like he's like, Stay this is the way target. we're going. Stay, Stay on, on target. target. Total line, total line, man. Whole total line. Total line. Is. Yes. <laughs> but, but you know what? The, having these two individuals be able to create this character. And, good on uh, them. Definitely be able to breathe some good life into him. Oh yeah. Completely. Completely. Good on them. So look, we'll get into Bishop. So Bishop, um, so here's the whole thing about Bishop. When he first came into the comic book in, uh, in 1991, issue 282 of the X-Men, uh, Uncanny X-Men, he came back from the future. I know it's like the movie, right? So he is from 80 years in the future at that time, right? So, you know, he, they, and what I like is that um, they kind of touch on elements of one of my favorite storylines from the X-Men is days of future past mm-hmm. right and they kind of touch on that dystopian backdrop where they had the hounds and the x-men were being hunted and people were in uh in camps and you know um and, and a lot of them were passed away or they were just there and didn't have their powers anymore they got the you know the sentinels took over north america so he's coming from that whole kind of thing and a little bit past that he's actually further past that where they're trying to recover so in the future what they were happening is you would have the Sentinels were branding everybody and they were branding people. And I, I normally forget some of it. So you either get a big M over one of your, the side of your face, like over your eye and all that tattooed for a mutant. You, um, so it was mutant. Uh, I can't remember the other one was like, uh, or they had him on suits, but I know he had mutant. It could be like a pure strain human, like P for pure or, or H for human kind of thing. And then, uh, mm-hmm. um, those that had anomalies had another letter and, for, and forgive me, but I believe really focused on Bishop. So he has it. First of all, he's got that, that good hair, right? Big buff guy. It's got the M on there. And, you know, when this was seen for days of future past as like, you know, concentration camps, people got the, like the, 
the you know in, in the Jewish uh, history in, the, in those camps, they had those like barcodes kind of etched on, tattooed onto them. Right. It was very similar with this, trying to send that kind of message of how the world could be going forward. You know, you don't learn from your past; you're doomed to re- you're doomed to repeat the mistakes of your past if you don't learn from them. So they kind of applied that into the X Men world, gave it an authenticity behind it, and so they have the M, but now they keep it as a symbol of honor. They came up, so he's born in the future. Him and his sister were pretty much orphans. Like their parents were in uh, uh, Australia, Australia, and then they came over to America, right? And when they got there, uh, the parents ended up passing away. So it was just him and his sister Shard uh, that were being taken care of. And then at one point, he ends up yeah, working because he's being, you know, he this guy named LeBeau takes him under his wing, right? But LeBeau was like they also know him as the witness. So when you find out from some of the X-Men issues and they're talking about it and they kind of reveal the history, when Bishop first comes back, he's coming back, he's chasing this guy named Fitzroy, who's a character that can open portals to help time travel. Bishop is a part of the group here called um, the Xavier Security uh, Enforcers or something like that, I think it is. It is. Yes, basically, Xavier Security Enforcers. Yeah, XSE, that's it. Yeah, which was cool, right? So that's why they had the X-Men costumes. This is why he's got guns. He's got two guys, two trainees with him. So he's training them to kind of come up in the ranks. He's a good commander. At this point, his sister has passed away. His sister actually outranked him. She passed away. He's still going on. And then they kind of backtrack uh, to let you know about it. So first he's chasing down his, you know, know, Batman's got Joker. uh, Superman got Lex Luthor. Bishop has Fitzroy. And he's time traveling further and further in the past trying to get away. He's a, a homicidal um, serial killer kind of thing, trying to get away from Bishop. Bishop follows him through, and he goes, guys, this is a one-way trip. We're not, not able to get back to our present time, but we're not going to let him go back in the past, change things in the past. That's just That's dangerous. Right. It's a one-way mission. You know, we're with you, sir. Okay, they came through. They're trying to fight Fitzroy. Fitzroy's fighting the X-Men. The X-Men show up, and they are shocked when they see the X-Men because to them he's heard stories of the X-Men his whole life. So you're hearing about your heroes who have passed away and there they are in the flesh and blood right there in front of you. Yeah, exactly. Shocked. Uh, Shocked. So, you know, his mouth's dropping and then he has his own as legends go on, you know, when you, you know somebody and then you retell their story and then someone else retells the story. The story gets bigger and bigger and bigger for how the person is. So he's seeing them, and in his mind, they're like god level status. And but he's he he hasn't known the X Men. He doesn't know them for their faults and their shortcomings and their infighting at times that would happen, right? He's there saying that they were the perfect team. They were the dream. They did everything. They were wrong. He doesn't see their uncharacteristics. So he's there, and he sees them, and then what what triggers him? Like okay, you guys are the X Men. We've come back into time. This is a criminal. You have to let us deal with it. I, we've looked up to you. We've lived with the Xavier code. Code. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole I- ideology from Xavier. And then this one guy comes in, and it's Remy LeBeau. <laughs> Gambit. Yeah, and he's like, oh, hell no. And him and Gambit start going at it because in the future he's from, it seems that Gambit betrayed the X-Men. Right. So on that particular note, the scenario is to to, to segue back a little bit, is yeah. that when 
when Bishop came over and his parents died, whatever the case would be, like his, his parents died and everything like that, he was raised up in a concentration camp. Yeah. And then he was raised and basically taken care of by LeBeau, but at that time called witness. During some type of conversation, basically hearing that, again, Bishop was analyzing and hearing stories of the legend of the X-Men. And he mentioned, he asked LeBeau, witness, about the stories. What have you heard? What did the stories tell you? Uh, they got betrayed by someone from within type of scenario. But that's, but he didn't go into it. So mm-hmm. this is what Barry is saying, that now in the mind of Bishop, he's like, oh, they were betrayed from within. But when he tried to press more information from witness, witness doesn't, eh, don't worry about it. It's the times, it's, it's in the past. Can't talk about it. Don't worry about it. He's very, he's very vague on Aloof. the whole situation. Aloof. Aloof. Upon it. So, so this is where, as you can understand, that particular is in the mind of Bishop. So now he goes into the past. Yes, man. Woohoo! My favorite team. My favorite team. Wait, you look familiar. Witness? You're the inside man. Lock and load, boys. And that's where the problem begins that, uh, uh, Mr. Bishop decides to take on LeBeau. And, yeah, exactly. And, 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 and that's a joke. Good God Almighty. Oh, oh yeah. Because <laughs> now keep in mind, this is 80 years in the future from this. So generally, right now, Le, you know, Remy LeBeau is probably in his, um, you know, late 20s, yeah. early 30s, current, current right. at that time of issue 282. Add on 80 years. And when they show him in the future, uh, John Romero Jr. drew a, a nice scene of that kind of backstory. And when mm. they, they drew him, you saw Remy LeBeau, he's sitting there. Well, it looks like LeBeau, right? His hair is all white, super long, like right. he never cut it. Um, he's very thin, but you can see the energy signature coming off of his hand still, just just floating. Like, you know, he got that energy signature when he charges the cards and right. he's got the purplish with the black and right. So it's just coming off his hands and parts of his body. And he's sitting there um, and he's got people in him. He's in a white room and he started off, he started up, you know, the Thieves Guild. So it still ties back to the Thieves Guild. So, you know, at times he did things that were heroic and he did things that were self-serving. Like rem- the, the witness in the future is is, is like what you call an anti-hero, I guess, at this point. So yeah. he's outlived all the X-Men. So they always said LeBeau, Remy LeBeau, you know, they always kind of connected saying that it's Gambit. And, and I don't think they've, and I, forgive me if I'm wrong and the fans can correct me. I don't know if they actually ever officially came out and said, yes, it is Gambit that's in the future. So this is what started off part of his thing. And then in the future, before he came back to present day, he went to the original site of the X-Men because he was chasing down his own Westminster, um, you know, Xavier's mansion. He went there. The mansion's totally gone, but the, all the lower levels are still there where Cerebro is, the, the ready room is, all that stuff's underground. It survived. And he clicked on a video screen and he saw a message with Gene Gray pop up, you know, saying, yeah, this is the message here. Gene Gray, the X-Men are being attacked. Uh, we've been betrayed by one of our own. You know, this, if anyone sees this, just be aware that this is the, the last thing in the X-Men. I mean, the message is very broken. But she goes, I can't believe that. <laughs> LeBeau! <laughs> betrayed us. Her? Yeah, it was like LeBeau, da, 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 betrayed. And then the, the message stopped. The, the screen goes blank. That's it. That's the only information you get. So this is why him surviving... Um, the, the, the thief, you know, the thief guild is back and it seems that it's Remy who survived 
gives the impression with what Gene said, this is what put those ideas in his head. So he wasn't just running off half cocked. And every time he tried to press it, it seemed to kind of lead to that ish scenario. Right. Okay. Right. So then when he goes present day, he sees, you know, uh, he sees Gambit. He starts, mm-hmm. you know, lock and load, wants to go after him. Rogue jumps in between the two of them, starts, you know, stopping him all the time. Um, the the other X-Men try to get into it saying, hey, you can't accuse him for something he hasn't done yet. You're not even sure if it is. We have more faith in him than we you. You just showed up and started shooting everybody. And, you know, he's going off. It's like, well, you know, Cyclops, you're the infallible leader. Uh, you know, Iceman, you're, you're known as the hot-headed ice warrior. And it's like, but... I, you know, I like, I don't have a temper, you know, and, and, and so things kind of get, you know, very grandiose. Well, right. Right. So <laughs> exactly. So it goes down that he hunts down Fitzroy, you know, his two, you know, subordinates from the, the future also end up getting killed off. So it's just Bishop. And then he sees Storm and he's like, aha, <laughs> at first he sees Storm. And it's kind of, you know, when most men see Storm, yo, she hot. <laughs> hey, hey, how, how, how you, how you doing? <laughs> how, how you doing? How you, you know? doing? How you doing? Oh my God. Yeah. Hey. So he's like, mm. it's like he likes Storm, but there's something about Storm that reminds him of his growing up and he couldn't put his finger on it, mm-hmm. you know? And at first it seemed like they were trying to rate a romantic relationship attraction between Storm and Bishop. And she kind of took him under the wing saying, look, I want to try to, you know, you can't be so shoot first, ask questions later. Mm -hmm. Right. And they kind of went back and forth with that. And and I think that was kind of cool, but I liked the idea that at one point in one of their annuals, they turn around and he's like, yeah, you remind me a lot of my grandmother, you know? And she's like, what? And and he explained to her, it's like, my grandmother used to tell me tales of the X-Men Da, 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 da. And then they kind of do a flashback for him. For the rest mm-hmm. of us, it's fast forward. Right. And you and you realize it is Storm, right? In the future, no powers, raising Bishop and his sister when they're little, 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 little kids. Um, and, and this is why, you know, it, it's there. So that's kind of they and I'm glad they kind of steered away from it, you know. And it, it, she she raised them, she taught them all about the X-Men, she taught them what right and wrong. He kept those ideals. For the longest time, even when his grandmother, air quotes, mm-hmm. passed away right. in, in the future, right? So that would have been Storm. And this is why, you know, and it's a very nice touching story because he's there saying, yeah, on there, my 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 grandmother used to tell me there's a, this big, mighty oak tree that was in this spot that, you know, she would we would come and sit at. And we would go and try to visit it. And this one big oak tree that survived all the battles the X-Men had. And he goes, maybe my timeline is different than your timeline because – this oak tree is not here. There's things that are so different that I think I come from a different timeline and not so much just the future. Right. Right. So something changed. And what Storm did is she went, you know, she was talking with Bishop. Bishop fell asleep outdoors. She went and got a, a sapling and dug it, put it in where that tree would be. So in 80 years in the future, that tree would be that big, mighty oak that right. he remembers as a kid. So I, I like that. It kind of, you know, they kind of touched on maybe it could have been something romantic, but then they realized that it was more, you more know, more, 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 more beneficial to have it more of a 
the the, paternal you know, kind of relationship. Paternal type of relationship. Yeah, he needed an anchor. I mean, if you have one X-Men mm-hmm. that he wants to kill, then he needs at least someone else to balance him out. Good thing for, for Storm, uh, you know, good thing for, for Remy that Storm is around, right? And and right. hashtag, uh, what's the name? She does a wicked uh, cosplay. So there's a wrestler I follow uh, in AEW Wrestling, Jane Cardwell. Cardwell. Okay. Oh, my God. I'm so bad with names. You know, um, she's got the, the women's championship right now in AEW Wrestling. Um, and, and she's, she does, uh, on her Instagram page, does, uh, a cosplay of her as Storm a couple of times because she's already got her hair dyed white, just like Storm. She is tall. She's cut. She put on the traditional Storm costume. Uh, and it, it was, uh, insane. Insane. Uh, let's see here. Jane, her, uh, yeah, a uh, witch looks so like dead on, De- hmm. dead on. Uh, I-, I can't even describe how good this costume looked. Yeah, I'll tell you, it will. Jane, oh, sorry, Jade, not Jane, Jade Cargill. Okay. Yeah, she's the AEW woman, not not AEW women's champion, sorry, AEW TNT women's championship because Brooke Breaker has it. So yeah, that's me getting my wrestling geek stuff on right now. But she does a wicked uh, storm cosplay. Dead on. Dead on. <laughs> like, if someone had to play Storm just by, like, looks alone, and she just had to walk on screen, you'd be like, okay, that's it. <laughs> I could see it. So, you know, it was nice that Bishop did this. I think I, I what I like about the X-Men is I believe that this character, you know, for all the time traveling, I mean, time travel is awesome. I like a good time travel story, time travel movie, mm-hmm. book. I think, the, and they've touched on time travel before with um, other characters, like Days of Future Past, of course, number one. Another time-traveling character to me was Nimrod, who was a sentinel from the future, came back, and, and had a, more powers than your regular sentinel, human size. Yeah, well, I'd love to see more of him. Mm-hmm. But, my man, Bishop? Yes. He, he, you know what? You're right. We need to see more, like, it'd be great to, to not say and revamp him, no, no, no. But but just 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 bring more of him around because yeah, he's he's a character to me that yes, we're talking about it for Black History Month in that regard. Yes. But in reality, that's a very strong character. Like I said, starting off this whole show, that character has that he's drawn and shown to be a very um powerful uh, powerful being. We didn't even get to the, his abilities. We didn't even get to his abilities yet. Just no. looking at him already. He is, he's not a slouch. He doesn't, nope. you know, he, he doesn't come off as some guy, you know, you're like, ah, maybe he's timid. He might be a big teddy bear or whatever the case may be. No, he's a soldier. Yeah. He's a soldier. And he's basically there for, for the, you know, in that time for the war, he had the war mentality, but he was yep. a strong individual. So yep. he was not taking, he wasn't taking nothing. He was the type of person like saying, I'm not backing down. Like she said, like we said, you shoot questions first. He'll ask questions a couple of days later. That's his memo. Yeah. He'll shoot you. And while you're like, I'll come talk to you later. Let me find somebody else. Right? Exactly. Hope, and and hope you supply for the questioning later on. That, that's <laughs> it. You know, if you, if you could talk, here we go. Drink through a straw. Right? So, I mean, he's got great storyline. So, I mean, that first story arc that he first shows up in, you know, mm-hmm. awesome. Right? And from Uncanny X-Men 282 went on. Awesome. Um, he, 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 I liked him also in Executioner's Song. So, this is when Charles Xavier gets... They try to assassinate Charles Xavier. He's in a coma. And mm-hmm. now 
you know, with all the X-Men, and it crossed over all the X-Men books, who kind of was behind trying to kill off Xavier. Xavier. And, and, you know, you find out that it was uh, Strife that was behind it, which is the clone of, you know, Cable, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the Summers family tree is so messed up. So there's, there's a good, yeah, right. So first of all, Cable and Bishop are always on odds and ends, you know? So Bishop and, 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 and Gambit, persona non grata. Him and Cable, because Cable's also another time traveler, it's like the two of them cross and it's like, uh-uh. Uh uh-uh, uh, here we go. So those two don't get in. So there's a cool couple of storylines within the Executioner song, and it was drawn mm-hmm. by Jay Lee with Cable, Wolverine, <laughs> and Bishop. At one point, they're all sitting around saying, "Yeah, we have a lead," and the rest of the X Men in the hospital saying, "We got to stay here for Charles and this is and that." And it's like Wolverine's like, "I'm a man of action. I ain't staying around here." Cable's like, "Well, I'm going here," and and I, you know, I think maybe Cable might have a lead on it. And Bishop's like, "I'm coming with you." Wolverine you can't, he goes, look here, little man, I'm telling you, I'm coming with you. Listen. And Cable locks and loads with his gun. Wolverine's like, fine, let's go. And and then you see another panel with Bishop, not Bishop, uh, uh, Cable getting like gun after gun after gun. Like he's a walking tank. And the, and the three of them just go at it because the whole thing is, it seems like it's it was Cable that kind of pulled that trigger. So mm-hmm. this is why they're hunting down Cable and X-Force at the time. Right. Right. Which was a new mutant and graduated X Force, so it seemed like a cable, but it, no one realized that it was Strife, dressed as Cable, <laughs> that oh, actually pulled the trigger. He's a clone. He's a clone, so he he's has a clone, DNA right? and everything. Exactly. So everything is still the same. Well, right? that's it. So everyone's like, Cable went off the deep end. Let's go and get him. You know, and I think the storyline and certain aspects could have been done a little bit differently. You know, but the people that could have defended Cable were kidnapped. Like Gene and Scott were kidnapped by Strife, mm-hmm. and they didn't know Strife was a clone of Cable or, or vice versa. How you want to look at it? What storyline you want to look at? But so that's it. So when the when Wolverine and Bishop go after Cable, first of all, you know every comic book where the heroes meet for the first time, they gotta fight, then they team up. <laughs> <laughs> gotta have the slugfest, then they team up. That's how they do it. In the, that's how they do it. So yeah, it was really well done. And I mean, you know, that storyline he was good in. Um, uh, um, Days of Apocalypse, he was good in that storyline also. Right, I like them in those storylines. Those are those are three recommendations. You read his first appearance. You read Executioner's Song. You read Days of Apocalypse. Those are storylines to read with a bishop in it, right? right? And and then even then he's touched over into X Factor because his sister shows up from the future as a floating hologram ish, you know that only Bishop can see. Then other people are able to see because she's got light powers. So her light, you know, when she got killed, she kind of dispersed herself and then was able to reconstruct herself back in present mm-hmm. time because she used kind of cable as her her focal point and before you say that's not possible flash iris west that's all it is okay <laughs> when we'll flash goes and tra- you know or wally west goes off in the future and he's got to get back to his lightning rod he always goes sorry he has, uh he's always got to go back to linda or barry's always got to pull back towards wherever iris is he that's their focal point that he can feel her to get back to that moment so yeah <laughs> We'll leave it at that, everyone. We'll leave it at that. There you go. Yeah. You know, other ones I wasn't keen on, you know, Extreme X-Men. Uh, okay, that was cool with Bishop. That was oh, that was okay. District X. Uh, and there was a whole storyline where Bishop was trying to kill Cable because Cable was in the future, and this is where they bring in Hope Summers. I wasn't a, a big fan of that storyline because I think it really got away from the essence of that character, of, of Bishop. Right? So 
I know I talked a lot. I, I'm going to no. come. If I had this, and I know they're doing all these Disney Plus series and cartoons and all that. I want, I'm a bit of a purist on this way. If you're going, to, I, one, I would love to see Bishop come back. I think Bishop would have a cool Disney Plus limited series. That, that's how I see it. Right? Mm-hmm. I can, I can definitely agree with you on that one. Right. Because uh, everyone was going to say, how's the X-Men going to come into the MCU? How's the X-Men going to come into the MCU? This is a safe way to deal with the X-Men lore without having to spoil anything presently with what's going to happen with the X-Men finally coming into the MCU. We know they are. Just don't know how they're getting introduced yet officially. And still, you know, give fans a little something, right? Let's go, as you like to say, Rod, we say here on the show, source material. Source material. Come on. Source material. Stick to the source material. Come on, son. Pick up the book. Support the stores. It's funny. People love the movies, but they're not buying the books enough. You got to support the source material if you want to have the extras, right? You can't have your cake and eat it too, so to speak. You you can't have you, you can't have dessert without having your supper. As a parent, you look at your child. When you were a child, you're like, I want dessert. Parents of you, eat your supper first. Ah, I'm not eating my supper. Well, you're not having dessert. You can't have greens there, son. Yeah. Eat your greens. Eat your greens. You can't have the comic book movies, shows, and all this other stuff. Without the source material, which means the comic book store is your supper. Everything else from collectible figures and posters and shirts and logos and all that other stuff is dessert. Mm -hmm. People, eat your supper. They're getting the dessert. Right? Because this show would not exist without the dessert. And if you didn't eat your supper, you ain't getting this. Come on now. That's all I said. That's my, my, my whole vote. I saw a little cartoon that talked about that. I had to bring it out. So, right. So, this is what I see. If I was anywhere in there, I would, the idea I would like to pitch through Disney Plus, because it's got to be on Disney Plus. We know it's Marvel. It's how it's attached, right? It ain't going to be on anything else. If it's going on someone else, they'll get it back. So, turn around, do it as a, a limited Disney Plus series, just call it Bishop, go with the origin story. You know, keep as close to that origin story as possible with LeBeau with um, his grandmother, the parents, sorry, his, his grandparents, parents passing away, his sister, show that, you know, uh, uh, show that, show how he's raised, show how he took some of the stories, you know, and, 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 and some of the stories, give it in flashbacks where, you know, his grandmother's talking to him, how he got working for LeBeau, what he did for LeBeau, how he joined the XSE and, and went about that, how he worked his way up through the ranks, how his sister passed away, how that affected him when his sister passed away. They let him deal with Fitzroy, chase down Fitzroy but through that it's like days of future past you can talk about the X-Men without having to cast or show the X-Men he can go to the X-Men mansion see the rubble of the mansion say oh yeah this is where the X-Men mansion used to be go into the 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 bunker where the X-Men mansion the war room and all that stuff show the Blackbird all destroyed or something like that or the hangar right see that Mm -hmm. particular screen Go, go through that as it is let them go by grave sites or, you know, with the X-Men and show like the names on the tombstones. Like, you know, Logan. Okay, we know who Logan is. You mentioned Logan in the X-Men universe. Trust me, there's no confusion. Right. <laughs> right? You know, Scott Summers, Jean Grey, you know, Kurt Wagner. You put some of those names on. People are like, ooh, that'd be a nice Easter egg hunt like they did with WandaVision. 
but really for the X Men fans, and and have him go through that whole thing, and and what would be nice would be lead up to the point where Fitzroy jumps into the past. That's I'm I'm following you, and I'm thinking, how close can we do we do that? Because uh-huh. here here's my scenario. Mm-hmm. Let's let's go with what we want. We want this to be as popular as possible. Yeah. How is it you're gonna be a second a second season of Bishop if the last thing you see is him going into the past and we're not ready to cast the X Men as yet? Oh, uh, that's where you cut the that's where you cut the series. That's where oh, you, you cut the series. That's why you cut the series. Time, no, no, you cut the series. Yeah. But if you're planning to do, you've want okay. We want more. We want more. Uh, you, uh, now limited, you're just completely locked. Limited, limited series. Limited series. That, exactly how we have uh, okay. mini series, four issue mini series, one and done. Okay. Limited series, and I think cool. if Disney and but what the, the idea would be is, hey, let's have some fun with some of these characters. Let's let's do a limited series. Not everything needs to be five, yeah. seven, six C, right? Because Bishop's story, if you even wanted to stretch it out a little bit, you can do him. I think two seasons tops by himself. Say, with, yeah, without exactly. interfering, without right. interfering with the X Men, right? And, and, mm-hmm. Right, so two seasons top, where it's just strictly Bishop, because every other storyline that we mentioned earlier deals with the X Men, right? Right. So right. if you want, you know, like how they used to do it back in the day, you would have the X Men ongoing book going, and then you would say, "Oh, four issue limited series on Nightcrawler. He has his one standalone series story by itself. By yep. itself, that's it." And and they might reference what happens in there. It's like, "Oh, Kirk's gone for a week. He went down wherever." And it right. and that four issues covers that limited Correct. series. Boom, done. Thank you very much, right? And then he comes back. Uh, so this, the, put it, say it's a limited series. See Bishop next in the X Men movie. That, that's all they got to do. Li- the, the limited series. I don't. Not everything needs to be, as I said, five seasons to really give me maximum two seasons. I would just simply do it yeah. as one. Make it a good maybe ten episodes. And then that's it. Well, okay, so we're going to say numbers, because I was thinking, if anything, you did six and six. If you're going to do two, do like six and six. Yeah, two is six two and six. six. If you do one and done, maybe push it about ten. Maybe at ten. Okay. Yeah, 40-something minutes, um, and, and then let them go through, and that, I think, there's enough time for it not to drag, because the whole thing is, I hate when, they, when it drags out. Yeah. Don't, I don't want it dragging out. So let it go with a nice, intense story, action, good pace to it. And say pop, 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 some flashbacks, some flashbacks. Oh, I remember he, he walks by like certain locations. They already have those locations already made, right? So if you see a bro, a, a blown up X mansion on a certain hill, like, oh, that's the X mansion. Oh, he walks by and like you see the blackbird sticking out of the Hudson River or something like that. Oh, okay, that's, a, that's the X gen. Okay. He walks by some gravestones and tombstones and you see names of the actual real people. Oh, okay, fine. That's great. Okay. We cool, see cool, some sentinels. Cool, cool. We see some, you know, discarded sentinel body parts over here whatever the case would be exactly so I, I i agree like that's what i'm thinking i, I agree with you on that one the, the stretching out um yeah i don't like when it drags on the lawn that's what i'm gonna say if they did just six cut six and end right and i think i think that'd be a good enough that you, you don't feel like it's a whole one season and you feel like you're stretching out but if you did six then you give people like another six months that's the captain self but you know all these, these shows are always after you know it takes every six months or so before they yeah. come out yeah. with the second season and i will just say that and then on the end of that sixth one on the second season because mm-hmm. I would say, if anything, let the first season be about him and his history and just, you know, about who he is and everything like that. Right. Then the second season is now you're getting end of season one, going into season two, 
is him joining the XSS. And then in season two, we're now going a little bit in depth to Fitzroy and finding yeah. out the Fitzroy, the Fitzroy chasing story. Yeah. Season two that ends off. Bloop. Did he just go behind there? Listen, guys, we got to go in. This may be a one way only. Hoo-ha! All right. Yeah. Lock and load, boys. Yeah. And that's I agree it. With you. That's it. That's it. And that's all it is. And when it, they walk through, boom, but you know, same goals that we did uh, on, on uh, Touch of Gray, fade to black. That's it. Right? Case closed. And it goes through, boom, we're done. And that's that's how I really see this particular character working. And I think that would work not so much to milk things because hmm. the X-Men, huge universe, right? There's a lot of – some characters are stronger than others. Now, we know, my opinion, Wolverine dominates this whole thing. But there's a lot of other cool characters that kind of maybe get – shadowed because everyone focuses on wolverine and they don't realize how strong the rest of them are so give them a little limited series project randomly storyline so when you do see them on the screen together you're like oh i know more than enough of these characters that you don't have to try to do a a historic story an origin story you can just say boom this is how they got together. This is what they got to do. Let's go for it. And you already know the characters' motivations, what's behind them, because a couple of key limited series that would kick this all off, right? So right. I think Bishop, you you put that in there. That gives you, you know, uh, Days of Future Past, you know, because mm-hmm. that could be modified like how the X-Men cartoon did it. Uh, right. Age of Apocalypse, you know, mm-hmm. um, that, that would definitely bring you in there. That would bring you in their Executioner's Song, which is still another, right? Um, so, you know, I think some of the X-Men should have limited series. Like, I mean, I love Deadpool when they brought in Cable because Cable's my boy. Right. But Cable, you, you, you miss a lot of what happens with Cable because he's another one that should have a limited series. Right. Right? Because, I mean, come on, with everything, but not to get off point, Bishop, limited series, as you put it, it's either one and done season with 10 episodes or two, and as you put it, six and six, boom, boom. You know his rise up, and then part of the SC, and 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 then you can show LeBeau because you never have to come out and say that he's Gambit, right? Right? Because in the when he's dealing with him, he only knows him as LeBeau, right? When he deals with his grandmother, you know, uh, I can't remember the name he calls her, but you know it's Storm. So you don't even have to cast an actor to age them. They're they're already they're like eighty something years old, both of them. Right. So we just find someone of that age, you know, in that age, and just that can act. give them. And that can happen. Yeah, basically. And there's, and there's no budget because, really, when I say no budget, you don't have to worry about Storm and her powers because in that storyline, she doesn't have her powers. Um, LeBeau just sits there. He's got the Thieves Guild going on. So you just see some energy crackling. Okay, that's special effect. But you don't have to worry about, okay, we have to – no, no, no. And then, of course, there's Bishop's own powers, which Bishop power is like, he, you, you know, you touch yeah, me, yeah. I'll touch you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, any power used on Bishop, he absorbs it. And mm-hmm. sends it right back to you. You hit him. You hit him with optic beams. He go kind of put that optic beam power out of his fist. Send it back to you. You hit him with lightning. He go send back lightning. Any kind of offensive power that's used against him, he gonna send it back to you. Mm-hmm. So you see the good the good thing about it. If anybody, so let's go now with um, the closest person that they even have in the in the. Now this is this is in the Sony, uh, sorry, the Fox Universe. Yeah. That X Men movie is Sebastian Shaw. So if we've yes. seen someone who has something similar. Yes. To to Bishop and have his type of power because Sebastian Shaw uh, had the ability. You know, he can absorb 
Kinetic, yeah. Basic. Hellfire kinetic Club. Energy. Right, Hellfire Club. And kinetic energy, absorb it, and then redirect the type of scenario. Now, he doesn't redirect it the same way. No, no. But he has the ability to just take it and then just give it out as one final burst, as you can see. But as Bishop has, he has the ability to, again, you, you give me this way, I'm giving you back the exact same power exactly. distributed back to you. Yeah, That's because Sebastian Shaw is more like, no matter what you hit him with, he uses that yeah, back he's to kinetic convert energy. It. So exactly, right. he converts it. He can't throw... Uh, like laser blast or heat blast or lightning at you. He just takes it and he's going to come up and punch you with it. So, for mm-hmm. example, when he used to fight Colossus and Colossus was hitting him, it, he would stand there and Colossus was like, I'm hitting him as hard as I can and he's not moving it. He's just absorbing each punch. So if each punch has X amount of PS, uh, you know, force per square inch behind it, he absorbs all of that and he multiplies that. So if you hit him six times, multiply by six and he's going to hit you with that one, but it's going to feel like Six hits. You got hits. Right. Hit, exactly. Bishop really is more with energy. Same thing, but dealing with all energy uh, that's thrown against him. So that's, that's why he always keeps the gun, because some people don't have uh, energy power. They just need to be shot. So that that's, yeah, that that's Bishop there in a nutshell. Now, um, we coming down to this part of the show where we're going to say, who, who could play Bishop? Hey, now, mm-hmm. now, we know, pull up, before you all say, what are you not talking about? We know Bishop was cast already as an actor, you know, in the X-Men movies, uh, the day of future past X-Men movie. Right. He was in there, but it was a small role. For such a big character, we want to see him with his own. We Time to shine. Time to shine. And this is why I think, you know, standalone stories for some of these teams, like look at the Avengers movie. Best, best concept that I'll tell you right now before we get into it. Look at the Avengers movies. But in the Avengers movies, Iron Man had his solo films. Thor had his solo films. Captain America had his solo films. Those three are the three main characters behind the Avengers. Those are the trinity for the Avengers, right? And then on top of it, you know, Ant-Man had a solo film. Spider-Man had a solo film. So uh, uh, the Hulk prior had solo films. So a lot of the characters had solo movies that when you put them together, oh, it was truly how do they work together and go forward as opposed to, as opposed to explaining Iron Man's origin, Thor's origin, Captain America's origin, Ant-Man's origin, Hulk's origin. Right. right, we got all that, but their solo movies. When you put them together, it's like nice. Trim the fat, nice. <laughs> and this is what I wanted for the X Men universe. And everyone's all about Logan and you know, Hugh Jackman. Logan, who's gonna play him next? You know, I think my boy who should play Wolverine next is John Silver from AEW. But hey, that's a different story. If you see him, you know him. Know what I'm talking about? He's true. Mm. Yeah, he's short, stocky, bulky. Yeah, he he he's got the look. So back to Bishop. This is how we see it. Rod, if he had, and we know he's been cast before, right? So Rod, if you right. had to cast Bishop, who are you going with, man? So, again, you're absolutely correct. So so the character, the person who's, who's doing him, well, who did him for the small part, right? So that actor is Omar Sy, right? Yes. Um, if you've ever watched the... Uh, Netflix show and Lupin, he that's the character that's who the, the actor that is who's um who represented him in that particular movie, right? In future Past. I would I would say now this individual is um I, I like his 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 girth in the sense that he's a serious actor and everything along, along that line. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to recall, and please forgive me if if I think I might have cast this person already. I think. Um, he might have been on one of my short lists for one before. But the person I'm thinking about is, let's go with John David Washington. John David Washington. 
Yes. Okay. Okay. Son of Denzel Washington. Yes, because we we talked about him on uh, Spawn. That was it. Right. Like I said, like I said, I have this feeling I I, I casted him already, but I just couldn't remember off the top of my head. And that's why I'm saying, forgive me if we did. So thank you for reminding me. But hey, I can nearly say the same thing. I'm sure I probably said for Spawn that yeah. I'm going to say for John David. Listen, this 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 actor, he has the chops. I'm not even trying to say it's he's pulling that from his father type of mm-hmm, scenario. Mm-hmm. But he himself has those chopping abilities. He has the ability to to be that type of serious actor. Right. Um you know, uh tenant. Tenant, again, I know that's the, the most recent one per se that he's yeah, yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. But in that particular one, he has a lot of good action. Uh, yes, he does. He conducted. He held himself. He held himself out. Action, fighting wise, any type of quick movements and stuff like that. So he was no slouch. He didn't seem nope. like he's saying, "Oh, he, oh, maybe he's just an actor who just doesn't have the ability to, you know, oh, no. if need be." Let's yeah. just say. Now, the good thing about it, Bishop is not known to be a hands-on-hands type of fighter. No, he's not, right, right. But if need be, like you said, you can pick a blast. He can hold his own. Oh yeah, now, yeah. Like he's got basic uh, training, right? He, he's just not like what you call like uh, uh, a Shang Chi martial artist kind of thing. No, no, right. no. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 he can hand. hold his own, but yeah, I he can you. hold I his own. He's a, hold, hold his own. But but seeing him intended and how he conducted himself of being that type of agent who you know espionage and that type of agent, field agent, and so forth, carrying himself with a gun, you know, locking load, going in, and da, 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 da. listen, he can he he has the present mind to say, okay, you definitely could be a soldier. That show, that movie was slightly different. Mm-hmm. But this one, you can just say, okay, we're just gonna, you're just gonna have to, you know, follow suit with people who are, you know, um, you know, soldiers, you know, go yeah. to the armed forces and just go, you know, spend a couple of, couple of months in boot training just to see this is how they conduct themselves, whatever, and just, you know, trim it and just smooth them out. And that's the case. But that's one aspect. The second aspect of him being that type of person who's like saying, no holds bar. Like mm-hmm. you can literally walk into your face and you're like, I'm sorry, Mr. Washington. I, I won't do it again. Uh, would you like to sit down? Yeah. He will put the strike of fear in you just by walking up. I agree. And, because and then, I seen him in ballers and in ballers. He did a great job where he was like a football mm-hmm. player. Um, right. And, and then black Klansman. Right. Those are. Yes. Yeah. That was the other one. Right. Can I remember that was another one I saw him. Yes. So that was perfect. Again, he's showing that he has the ability to be serious. I know how to be that type of guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go on. So, so that's, that's, that's my pick. I don't know if you pick the same person, but again, everybody, we never tell each other who we picked or whatever the case would be. No. But, um, he, he's shaking up his face. Like he, he, he knows something I don't know. That means he knows someone else that I didn't ask. Well, I didn't, I didn't pick, but we won't find out. Yes. Okay. Mr. 3D Barry Carter. Let me, let me hear who is your pick. Well, I almost gave hints throughout this episode, right? So, um, so first of all, some hints are when I talked about the Black Coalition, Dave Chappelle skit. If you remember the Dave Chappelle skit and who was behind it, right? That that that's that's one hint. That that's one hint. You know, for what you know, Dave Chappelle likes to say all the time. So I'm gonna give you a name of a person. Okay. And I'm gonna give you his. I'm gonna give you his name. Right. His name is Clifford Smith. Clifford Smith has been, you know, acting. He was in the HBO uh, series called The Deuce. 
Uh, he's he's done movies already before, comedy movies, uh, normal movies. Uh, I guess what I say, comedy movies. You know, he's done drama roles. Get off, get off, get off, get off, get off, get off. Right, right. But most people will know Clifford Smith by his... Get off, get off, get off, get off, get off, get off, get off. Get out of here. Get out of here. Clifford Smith turned around on his Instagram page, and he made this easy for me. He dressed up as Bishop, saying he wants to play Bishop, because Clifford Smith is a comic book person, first of all. He's been on comic book men. He, you know, that Kevin Smith show. Um, he's a comic book collector for years. He's dressed up as Bishop. Oh, sorry. Um, he, you, you all won't know him as Clifford Smith. You'll no. all know him as Method Man. M E T H O D Man. Oh, Method Man from Wu Tang Clan. Wu Tang. Wu Tang. With the Black Coalition, remember? It was Wu Tang. All right, you can take all that. And the Asian Coalition came up and was like, we're going to take Wu Tang Clan. And it's like, oh, okay, that was a good move. That was a good move. So, Method Man is who I'm going with to play Bishop. When you see, if you go on Method Man's Instagram and you scroll back, you will see pictures of him dressed mm-hmm. as Bishop. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, that's Bishop. That's Bishop to me. The hair is a little bit shorter. Method Man went so far, he put on the costume. He put the M over his eye. Um, regardless if he's got some tattoos on his arm, that, that still that just adds to his badassery. Not a word, but I'm saying it. Um, you know, the goatee and everything like that there, the, the only thing he's missing was the long hair. And you know what? I, I, w- I, d- I don't care uh, that he doesn't have it. He did that full out to, and he's got the costume down to a T. Like, that's how, how dedicated Method Man is. So if you go to Method Man Official on Instagram, you will see him dressed as bishop from the x-men like classic costume for something he did on his own dead on Mm -hmm. and if you look through his instagram first of all he's been working out like a madman so well that that's 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 another thing too he he's 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 like saying david that's another thing you know john david will have to definitely have to bulk up you know just get a little bit more weight size for him right right but but method already has it he has this, like, see, and I'm not taking away from David because David, if you watch Shut HBO up. Ballers with The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, okay, I, he, gonna say, I haven't seen that one, so I don't know. He's bulked up in that. He's playing a quarterback oh, okay. in that, and oh yeah, he, he, I, I, all that's what I'm like for your absolutely. But Method Man, <laughs> let me tell you, Method Man embodied Bishop very, very well. He did an amazing job. So if you look at his Instagram, you see his workout routine, you see his physique, mm-hmm. and then if you watch him on The Deuce. Right, more of an adult show on HBO with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal and James Franco, who are behind this, talking about the rise of the red light district in the seventies and uh, blue movies, adult movies, and how it came to be, how they went from theater to, you know, home on VHS. They, they cover all that, and he plays a, a pimp in there called Rodney. No comedy, pure drama. Uh, you know what? He does a great job. He does, as a character, he fits it. He fits the grittiness of the world, and you need someone to be, excuse me, gritty to mm-hmm. deal with the future that he's dealing with because he's and not he coming from a nice place. Right, and and, and it, that's it, when you once you realize who, once I realize who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's 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 good. That's good. Touche, touche, touche. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. All I could do is shake and let, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 yep. H-O-D, man. Man. H-O-D, man. Man. Method Man can do his own theme music, too. All I got to say is, you just gave me emotional damage. You just killed me. Emotional damage. Right? Look, Method Man was in, was it Luke Cage? Yes. On Netflix. He's like, yo, man. Is that, is look, man, is you a real Harlem superhero? And he's like, uh, can I do anything for you? Can I have your sweater? Yo, man, you got a sweater with bullet holes? Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> he's a joker, but I mean, come on. The movies that he's yeah. done with, you know, How High, um, Method Man and, and, and Red Man together, they had their own TV show. He's got the acting chops and he's gone. Oh, yeah. For, he's gone further with the acting. He's he hit it with the music. He's gone further mm-hmm. with the acting and being one of us in this realm yeah. of nerdum. Yes. Keanu, Keanu. You remember in Keanu? Yes. Keanu, Keanu, sorry. Keanu. Keanu. Yeah. yeah. He, he was, he was, he was, I liked him in that. I yeah. I liked him in that. Absolutely. Listen. So that, that, that's my, my point there. That's it, man. Okay. All right, then. We can work with that. Cool. And on that note, it brings us to a close on another episode of the Iconist Podcast. edition. <laughs> It is. It's Black History Month. Oh, it is. It is. It is. It is. You know. So all it is is like you know what? Uh, let's just everyone just love everybody, man. It's, it's, it's time's too short to, to carry all the hate. Love everyone. Love everybody. And let's just call it. A, let's just call it a day. You know. So that's it, man. That, that's a that's the Iconist Podcast. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Rod, any final words? Listen. Um, appreciate you guys coming through. Glad you guys enjoyed yourself. Listen. Tell us what you liked about our, our today's show. Tell us what you like about any of our previous show. Write down in the comments. You know, let us know. Make sure on, you know, make sure you hit that like, you know, subscribe, share. Let everybody know, you know. Listen, we can all have fun. As you can see, we're having fun. Come on down. If you're enjoying it, send it off to some friends. Listen, let's all build together and, you know, just let's, let's take it to the next level. Let's do it. Welcome to the family. Let's do this. Back. Thank you. Exactly. Right on, man. So remember, like, subscribe, share. Don't let this be a little secret somewhere. Let everybody know. Spread the word. Every like helps us. Every share helps us. And 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 join the channel. Join the YouTube channel. Join uh you know wherever you get your podcast from. Download it where you watch this from. Watch it on your phone, tablet, whatever case it be. Those mm-hmm, words mm-hmm. I like to say all the time. This whole world was started with a pencil, a piece of paper, and imagination. People keep on dreaming. We're out. M A T H O D. Man. M A T T. Man. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah.